got to operate on a belief, a dream, and a determination that this is the trajectory for my life. This is what I want for my kids. This is what I want for my grandkids and my great grandkids. And I want to change their future. Because while you're changing yours, you're changing theirs. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today, Darlene Shortridge. Darlene is the CEO and co-founder of 40 Day Publishing. She is nearly an empty nester, although her granddaughter spends two to three days per week at Nana's house, so a true empty nest will probably never happen. She has two children, her 29-year-old daughter, who is the mother of her adorable grandchild, and a son who is 18. She has stayed home since her daughter was born 29 years ago. Darlene is the author of 20 books, a ghostwriter, and a writing coach on top of being CEO of her publishing company. Darlene, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. You guys get uh, my lovely van as my office today <laughs> instead of my my office at home. So, well, that so, is yes. perfectly fine. <laughs> so, yes, little 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 crazy. A little crazy. I want you to start out uh, by sharing about your journey. I know that, you know, your actual motherhood journey of kids Mm -hmm. home was almost over, but I want you to share about your journey of becoming a stay-at-home mom and just tell why is that so important for you to choose that path? Yeah, well, you know what? And, And I firmly believe that each of us need to make the best decisions for our families. So, with that in mind, our, our decision, my husband and I, was we wanted me home with the kids. It was just we were more concerned about them and their upbringing. And I didn't really need a new car. I didn't need the, the fanciest house on the corner, you know, lot or whatever. And we chose to make those sacrifices. But like I said, everyone is different. Every person has a different goal and a different place that they're going to be in their lives. But for us, that was a decision early on. Now, we did try it. We tried me working the opposite shift of my husband, and we never saw one another. It just wasn't worth it. Yeah, It just wasn't worth it. And so uh, let alone, let alone the fact that he, he put our son in bed with him. Because I was working and he wanted to sleep longer and then it was over, right? Him sleeping in his own room and his own bed, it was over, done. I was like, what did you do to us, you know? And so, so yeah, I couldn't have any more of those decisions. So I had to be home. (laughs) My husband will be the exact same way if we did that. (laughs) Something that we have considered doing as well, but it was just the same thing as like, we'll never see each other. Right for our family is to be together as a family right not to be separated you know and kind of doing it almost like a single parent style that's mm-hmm. not our goal so I love that you said you know every person and every family has their own path and their own choice to right. but you guys really you know you made that choice and you committed to it that's right 
now, you know, that you're coming to the close of childhood for your kids, are you happy with that decision? And do you have any regrets? 100, 200% happy with that decision. We, I did, I did so many different things when the kids were little trying, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And when they were small, I did, oh my goodness, I made turtles and sold them in the park. I, I homemade turtles, you know, chocolate, pecans, that kind of turtle, right? Not the little, you know, crawly turtles. And so, right? And so I, I mean, I did some babysitting. I did some cleaning. I wasn't very good at cleaning. I'm just saying. Okay. And then I did, I did, <laughs> I have a cleaning lady now. Yay. Okay. And so, so, but um, so, but I tried many different things to try to add to our income. And then when we started with my writing, that's when I really settled into one, you know, one genre of one, uh, you know, one concentrated effort in the publishing and writing world. And so that start, you're right. You start doing I wrote my first novel. Well, I've, I've always been a writer. So I just ever since high school, uh, love to read. My English teacher told me I should major in writing, you know, some kind of journalism. I blew him off because I was going to sing on Broadway and I was going to, to college for vocal performance. Lord, help me if my kids did that. <laughs> and so, but, but, and so, but it was shortly, it was actually in college when I realized he had been right that I, while I love to sing and, and I, you know, I'm a talented musician, but, but what I truly loved in college was my creative writing classes love them and so got out life happened as you know you become you know you're a mom and and you've got little kids to chase after and and we sacrifice ourselves we sacrifice what it is we want to do our hearts desire our dreams our aspirations they all get sacrificed and at least the smart ones don't the smart ones don't do that <laughs> the smart mamas but i wasn't too smart so um so anyway so my got all put on the back burner life took took us through the the you know through the stages and and then 2006 i had the story in my head would not go away and 4 months later i had written 96,000 words wow mhm mm so 2006 and how old were your kids at that time Jeremiah, let's see, what is this? This is 2021. That would have been 15. He would have been three. Okay. Okay. And Jonna was 13. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had a, a young teenager and I had a, um, and had a little toddler. And I tell you, one of the times I was, I was writing at my desk and I was sitting there and I was like, and this was a little, you know, a little time had passed and I was working. And so, um, I look up and I was sitting in the living room and I realized at that point that the TV was on and I turned around and here's this little toddler watching some show he should never have been watching. And I don't know how much time had passed, but my head was so in the story that I did not pay any attention. And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so the fun things, the fun things we do, but yeah. yeah. So with at that time, you know, with having your kids with that age gap between them, did it start or did it feel like, man, I'm starting all over when your son was born? It did. It, it did. did. Did you go through a difficult transition with that? Uh, no, not 
not really because I was really all in to be a mom and I sacrificed my own self, like I said, and, and it was all about being a mom and my childhood uh, had a big part of that. So, you know, not coming from a good place and wanting to do, you know, be like number one mom of the world, you know, kind of thing. And so, um, and so, so it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult because I really didn't have that bug. I mean, I, I didn't have the bug to write. I, I was happy being a mom. Um, but then, like I said, that story just popped in my head and it, it wouldn't go away. It just would not go away. And I believe that things happen to us that were and doors open that we're supposed to walk through. And, and I think that was the right time. And so, so yeah, so not, not really. I mean, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing person. So it wasn't, it, it was fine for me. Honestly, when you wrote that first book, did your writing career just take off from there? Uh, Was it kind of hard to get it going? How did it, how did that kind of come about? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I sent out one query letter. A query letter is when you query basically a publishing house. And I picked a publishing house that I thought needed me because they needed to be well-rounded and they were not. And I didn't know that that's not how it works. So, so I sent out one query letter and I got an envelope back, just a regular sized envelope. And I'm like, well, that's okay. A check doesn't take up that much room. And so it should be fine. And so, so we, I open it as a rejection letter. I'm like, what? And so it was like, they need me. And so, so the book kind of, we made copies, we passed it around and we didn't do too much with it. And I mean, mind you, we were in a, we were in a good place. My husband had a good union job. I didn't have to work. And the next thing I know, General Motors, where he worked, he worked at a subs, yeah, basically a company that, that serviced General Motors. So, and when General Motors announced they clo- were closing, he was the first person to lose his job. And so, um, so it took a little while for us to kind of jump through the hoops of what we should do and what we should do with that first book. And so long story short, we ended up uh, getting it published, but it was sitting at the publisher. It was, it was just sitting there with the publisher and my highest royalty check was like 25 bucks for a quarter. And I said, I'd rather give this thing away than have it sit and do nothing. You know, if this could touch someone's lives, if this could help people, then give it away. And, um, and so we took the rights back, we self published it, and I gave away 30,000 copies Mother's Day weekend nine years ago. Wow. From there, that's when everything started. I started hearing from people around the world. And so sales just shot through the roof. Um, it hit number one on a couple of different categories on Amazon. As a matter of fact, a funny, so that first publishing company that I queried, um, they had a new release. I had a new release. Mind you, I was self-published and mine and their book was going back and forth on number one in our category back. I was one, they were two, they were one, I was two back and forth and back and forth buying for number one on Amazon. So I just kind of found that funny and ironic. So that really is the fact that you, you gave away 30,000 copies and then the doors that that opened, you know, could have been like, I I can't give it away. I'm going to try to find another way to get to sell it. But because you were so generous with it and you really believed that it needed to be out there for people because you felt like it could touch someone's life. Right. 
100%. the blessings that that just brought back. Oh, and yeah, well, and, and that continued is I was at a, a little event here with one book, you know, it was like at a museum, a local museum, and they have an author day and they have authors come in and set up. And so I took my one little book in and some lady comes up to me and she says, Hey, we have a writer's group. Would you mind speaking for our writer's group? And I said, sure. And so after the writer, you know, after we left, I was like, well, hmm, if I was in a writer's group, what would I want? And I was like, well, I'd want to learn something, right? That's, that's kind of what I thought. And so I prepared this whole talk that everything that I'd gone through with traditional publishing and subsidy publishing and self-publishing, and I thought, well, I'm just going to teach them the pros and cons of each and have them learn about the different types of publishing and the, and the percentages and the you know average advances and all of these numbers. I'm a numbers girl. And so did all the numbers and I talked for about an hour. They asked questions for about two hours. My throat was so dry, so very, very dry. And so afterwards, finally, when they were all worn out, they left and the lady came up to me and she's like, wow, I had no idea you were going to talk about that. And I said, well, what was I supposed to talk about? And she says, well, we thought you were just going to share about your book. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and so, but, but because I went that extra mile and tried to help people. Yeah. really care about them, care about their writing career, care about what they're doing is what happened is they went to their other writers groups because my, they're more than one. They, they, they're, they're members of more than one writers group. And they went to their other writers group and said, Oh my gosh, you have to have her in to talk. You would not believe this. And so, and that's how I ended up started speaking. And so I have been to conferences and, and three day retreats and all kinds of things that I have gone and shared and spoken with. And so just kind of led the march in Oklahoma. That's where we are now, Oklahoma. And um, in, um, in the self-publishing world and teaching people that, that um, this is a good thing. And so, but had I not, you know, had that, that people first attitude or help people first attitude, we wouldn't be doing what we are doing. We wouldn't be in the publishing world. We wouldn't be helping authors. And, and I would still be like, what should I do? What should I do now? What, you know, where do I go? What's my purpose? What's my, and, and that's going back to that. What I told you is if a door opens, sometimes it's meant for us to walk through it. You know, granted, you got to look at the situation, see if you're supposed to slam the door. Right. Uh, but, but in a lot of cases, it's like, as things open up, they're meant for you to walk through, you know, it's that time of your life. And so, and that's where we're at is we now have grown this company for nine years, um, eight years, technically nine years when we really started helping people. And, um, and we have just, we've had those moments. Oh my gosh, the standard joke in our house is because it takes a lot to run a business as you all know, because you've got those times you're like, oh my gosh, you know, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Why am I doing this? Right. And so, so we have those months or we've, we've not so much lately, but, but in the past when we were growing, we would have slow times and I would be like, oh no. And our standard joke was, hon, I should go get a job at Walmart. I should just go get a job at Walmart. <laughs> That's what I should do. And so now, you know, any, any time it's like, oh, should I go get the job at Walmart now? And so, so thank God I did not go get a job at Walmart because, um, I mean, we, you know, we, we, we go on vacations now, you know, I mean, we do things that we just didn't have the money for before. Yes. And I love hearing about this because 
I'm at a stage now where doors are starting to open, but it's not to the point yet where I'm on that other side where I'm like, this is really, you know, this is really becoming something financially substantial for my family. And this podcast is really meant to reach people who are like, okay, I need to do something, but what, or how do I start? And it's been awesome because the last couple of weeks, since I've started interviewing people for the podcast, doors have already opened. And before I took the leap to say, okay, I don't really know how to podcast, but I love listening to podcasts and they've helped me so much and I really want to do one. So I'm just going to go for it. I don't have the perfect equipment. I don't have the best microphone, the best camera, all of that. But just kept on hearing, just take the first step, take the first step. And doors have already been opening. That's right. It's amazing. I was reading one of your recent blog posts from your website. (laughs) Recent? (laughs) Recent? I think think your husband, well, in the last couple months, I think. Oh, oh, okay. Might have written this, but it said, um, or he said, we said yes, even when we didn't have the time or the money and no guarantees that we would ever sell a book. Yeah. Then another in another place it said, the only way this happened was by taking the first step, no more, no less, and the next was always revealed. Revealed. And I That's love what- that because we want to see a lot of times the whole picture. Well, I want to see what's going to happen ten steps down the road. Mm-hmm. It's always the next step that is revealed. right. There is a, a great visual for you and your listeners, okay? When you're driving down the road, say you're on a road trip, right? And you're driving down the road and it's getting to be dusk. What do you do? You turn your lights on, okay? Your lights and you're driving from New York to California, okay? And you're driving along and your lights only illuminate what's directly in front of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't shine all the way to California, okay? Mm-hmm. Think of it like that. Think of it a road trip. All right. And you're going to see a little bit each way, each time you travel, each, each, however many feet, hundred feet or whatever it is. And you see a little further and you see a little further, but you're moving forward as oh, you I see. Further. Okay. Yeah. I use, I, I tell, I tell ladies that when I'm speaking for large groups, it is like, you do not have to see that whole picture. You need to say yes, be able to make a decision and step out in faith and do it. And so that is that I mean, and that can be the hardest place to be because you have got to operate on a belief, a dream, and a determination that this is the trajectory for my life. This is what I want for my kids. This is what I want for my grandkids and my great grandkids. And I want to change their future. Because while you're changing yours, you're changing theirs. Uh. I needed to hear this today. I don't know if any of the listeners do, but I did. So I am so thankful for you sharing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are, as moms, as what we're doing with our kids is we are setting some very strong foundations in these young years when they're little so that you and I can be CEOs of major companies as they get older. I love that. And I also want to ask you a little mm-hmm. bit more about your company, 40 Day okay. So mm-hmm. tell us, because um, I'm sure I have some moms listening that 
are, you know, maybe going to be writers or maybe have a story in mind already. Maybe they've already written something and they might be interested in, you know, getting their works published. So I would like you to talk about that. And what kind of services do you guys offer and how do you, how can you help us if we want to become writers? Okay. Well, first off, I have, I will be doing, uh, oh, there's, there's so much, there's so much. It's like, where do I even start? So let's start with the publishing company first, because that's what we've been doing for the longest. And what we do is we take an author uh, who's written a manuscript and we start with that manuscript. If it's not been edited, we do the editing. We do all the formatting, the layout, account creation, distribution. Uh, we do cover design. I mean, we do everything for the author. And then when we're done, their book is for sale on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and iBookstore and all those places. And when the book sells, we don't act as a publisher. You, we help you be your own small publisher. And therefore, those, those on-site booksellers pay you directly. So Amazon deposits money right in your account. When you go to purchase books, you buy them at cost directly from Amazon. But we're there for our authors all the way. And so like we get a project finished. We uploaded three books yesterday. We have about 30 projects going right now. I just had a meeting this morning with a gal. I'm going over here to start a ghostwriting project with her, a big, big project. And I have three other ghostwriting projects that are lined up. And so it is... It is a busy, busy life, but for, for if you, if you want to write, okay, little tip, little tip, um, for those of you who want to write a book, all right, and you don't know where to start, right? Because some people are like, where do I start? Start with an idea. And what I want you to do is I want you to get a little notebook and I want you to put it in your purse, in your pocket, if you don't carry a purse, whatever, and keep it with you. And when you have an idea, I want you to jot that down. See, what people think they need to start and sit down and write a book, start to finish, okay, beginning to end. That's not how you have to do it. You can get an idea. Say you want to write a book about your life. You know, maybe you had a, a rough childhood or, or maybe some things happened in adulthood that, you know, you just think maybe if I wrote it down, it might help someone, right? And so, but just start with one, one story and write it and put it in a folder, you know, title my book and put that story in your folder and then write the next one and put it in your folder and write the next little story that you think of and put it in that folder. And before you know it, you've got 30 little stories in that folder and then they can be organized and put into chronological order and, and made into a book. Okay. But just sit down and start, you know, just every time you, cause you, you're probably going to be either one in the shower. Don't take the notebook in there. Okay. It'll be ruined. And, but, but out and about, you know, I get a lot of ideas in the shower. It's probably because it's quiet. And so, um, but, you know, out and about, you can just jot. Oh, yeah, that time my aunt, um, you know, she fell over and knocked the tent and everything went flying. And, you know, I mean, just whatever it is, you know, and just and you just write that aunt camping story, you know, on your book and or on your little notebook and then go later and sit down at the computer and just type that story out. It doesn't have to be perfect. Okay, but to get the main gist of it. So now I also have writers coaching groups and we have group coaching and so it makes it affordable. And um, and so that's one thing, you know, so I do have clients who hire me to coach them as they write uh, just to get feedback as they're doing it and helping them with some ideas and things like that. Um, ghostwriting. What else do I do? <laughs> what else do I do? 
<laughs> so, but, but to kind of get the idea, you contact me. I am on Facebook. I am on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram, but I don't share too much on there. My daughter does more so. And, um, and so, and then of course my number, I believe our phone numbers are even on our website. I think, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Or you can, uh, this is new. I could never remember our Calendly link. I would have to text my daughter every time I needed to set up an appointment. Honey, what's my Calendly link again? Mother, it's so easy. Oh, my goodness. So they made it even easier. Chatwithdarlene.com. That will take you to my calendar. Awesome. <laughs> and hop on there. And yeah, and hop on there. And we can have a conversation. So Zoom, you know, whatever. And I can, I can, and, and it's free. It's free. So, you know, if anyone wants to talk to me, they're more than welcome. I so. love it. I love it. And I did read a testimonial on the webpage. It said it was one young woman and she said that her book sales went from 20 a month before working with you guys. She already had a book that she had on Amazon. It went from 20 sales per month to 600 per month. Yeah. yeah. The advice you guys gave her and helping her market her book. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that is a big difference. So, yeah, it's a huge difference. It is. It well, is. I want to thank you for being here. We're going to put links to in the show notes to all the ways to get a hold of you. And darling, thank you again. Oh, I do I do want to give a quick, quick little shout out. Okay. Sure. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Do what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. Don't stop believing. Don't just take the word no out of your dictionary and let me tell you this it's much much more now than two thousand dollars a month it'll come it'll come thank you you are welcome you are welcome i enjoyed it thank you the goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners, so reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.